Who is the face of the NBA? Who are the ambassadors that will carry the league forward? We know they've had great faces of the NBA over the years, and LeBron and Steph Curry are, are, are winding down in their careers. But the league always needs ambassadors. And when it comes to our own lives, I wonder if we embrace the responsibility that we too, as followers of Jesus, are ambassadors of Christ. And what does that mean? And what does that look like in our lives? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the current state of the NBA. We're going to talk about some of the, the key stars and, and who currently is the face of the NBA and who will be the next face of the NBA and will that be multiple players that take on that role as as key representatives and ambassadors for the league and what does that role entail and 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 what does it mean and how do they they get to that that point and then we're going to parallel that to our own lives as followers of Jesus thanks everybody watching and listening social media Facebook Twitter LinkedIn uh YouTube Spotify Apple Love having you. Always appreciate you liking, commenting, sharing, rating, reviewing. All of those things really help us out. So thank you for doing that. And uh, and and jump in now. Jump in right now. Let us uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, you can also send me an email, Bryce at unpackingit.com. When you go to our website, unpackingit.com, make sure you subscribe to the weekday email devotional. And uh, man, we're so excited. We got a lot of new devotional readers and and I think that will lead to a lot of podcast listeners so welcome to the show uh thankfully we we were featured on the Bible app and, and so a lot of new people are coming into unpacking it and finding out about our ministry and so we're, we're extremely grateful for that and uh, and excited to have some some new people so welcome and uh, glad to have you with us as we welcome on some of the new people that are are listening and watching and reading today is a bittersweet day because we are saying goodbye to Luke Heaton. Luke, we say hello to you on today's show, but we say goodbye because this is your official, final, last episode as co-host of the Unpacking It podcast, and we have had a great run together. you become one of my best friends. I've loved working with you. I've loved doing this show with you, and I'm sad to see you go, but excited to know that God is leading and guiding you into the next step of your journey. And so I'm just thankful that the last four plus years unpacking it has been a part of the journey. And, I, and I've been able to uh, to be with you on this journey. And so you've helped take unpacking it to uh, the next level and, and have helped us in so many significant ways and this show being one of the big ways. And so it's been a blast. We've had so many great conversations, so many great topics, uh, always prepared, 
always great insight, always fun and goofy and entertaining. And so, uh, mainly just your mustache is goofy, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, loved having you a part of this and, uh, and, and sad to see you go, but, uh, thankful we get to have this, this one final show today. So that's right. Share, share the news. Tell us, tell us what's, what's going on. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the best boss ever. Um, <laughs> It's, yeah, it's been awesome. You know, who would have thought starting as an intern in college uh, and then staying on another four years? Uh, I was there that summer right before the birth of your first child. That's so right. pretty crazy how much uh, has changed. But yeah, I'm finishing seminary in May and, uh, you know, in the process of figuring out what's next um, career wise. Um, but I uh, will let you know when that answer is here. Um, but yeah, really excited to finish up my schooling. Uh, it's been a great four years um, in seminary. Um, <clears throat> great, you know, four and a half, five years of unpacking it um, and excited for where God's going to continue to lead um, Madeline and I. Uh, who knows where that is or uh, what that looks like, but should know here in the near future. That's right. So he's got got a lot of kind of things to 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 navigate and figure out, and ultimately, you'd like to be a, a pastor on staff with a church, and so that's that's you know at least part of the future, but but maybe some other steps along the way to uh, to prepare you and set you up for that. So yeah, that's, yep, that's the really part. excited. Uh, you know, and aspire to be a pastor, elder uh, in the local church. Um, so kind of open hands on the timeline for that, what that looks like. But again, yeah, very thankful for my seminary education and being able to stay on at unpacking it the past uh, few years. Uh, it's been awesome. Excited to, to stay on um, in a non-staff role uh, with unpacking it as well. That's right. He'll, yeah. He, he'll still be around in, in some form or fashion. And I'm so, still a sports uh, fan. I still love Jesus. None of those things have changed. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep him in the, in the loop for sure. And this, this won't be the last time you see him, I don't think, but, uh, but at least, as far as his official official role, it's it's that time, and so uh, all good with with us and the ministry and and his future, and so uh, we'll have some other kind of announcements uh, coming up. We've got uh, some some new new changes with the ministry and all that kind of thing as well, and so God, God's faithful and good and and kind, and so we just continue to trust Him, and uh, like he said, like Luke said, open hands, open heart. That's uh, that that's the key. So. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners. I know I've, I've mentioned Luke was leaving to a couple diehard listeners. They're very bummed. They're very <laughs> disappointed. And so there is the, the sadness and the, the grieving that we have to deal with here. Um, but we will, uh, we will we'll continue to do this show. It may take some, some different forms and, and some, some changes here and there. But, uh, but yeah, we'll continue to, to use sports parallels to relate it to life and biblical truth. And so that will continue. And, uh, and again, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully see Luke at some point down the line. Uh, but this is the official final show today. So with that being said, let's jump in. We got a good topic to finish up. And I thought, you know what, Luke and I, we both have this love for the NBA. Let's end it on an NBA topic. And so mm. we're coming off NBA All-Star Weekend. We don't want to talk about All-Star Weekend because it, eh, it was a little weak, a little weak there. But as we sort of evaluate the current state of the NBA, it's the midway point. Well, it's kind of past the midway point. But it's kind of the home stretch of the regular season and, of course, the playoffs around the corner. But it's an interesting uh, – this, this happens, you know, often because it's just how the, the league evolves and, and changes. But we're in this 
interesting point in NBA history with LeBron still being around. So he's still in his 20th yeah. season and he's carried the torch for the NBA. He's been the face of the NBA for the majority of those 20 years, has shared it at times with, with a number of other guys, uh, which, we'll, which we'll talk about. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be around for too much longer. And so who's he passing the torch to to be the next face, to carry the, this league forward? So we're going to talk about that today. Um, and so, yeah, you throw Steph Curry in the mix and Kevin Durant. Those guys have been, you know, key ambassadors for the NBA. Um, but just as you think about, Luke, the kind of the, the state of the NBA and sort of the, the changing of the guard to a certain extent, like, okay, LeBron and Curry, their teams currently aren't championship contenders necessarily. We'll see if Kevin Durant get those sons over the hump. Um, they got mm -hmm. a little bit of climbing to do as well. Uh, but, but what's kind of your overall kind of state of the union today? Gosh, it, it, it's really fascinating because a great era of players is just like you said, we're about to see them exit. Kevin Durant, Curry, LeBron, um, you know, there's, there's other players where like kind of their era, some of the greatest we've ever seen are on their way out. And I have a big question mark on who is going to take that baton. Now, I don't, I also am trying to, you know, you have to think of marketability uh, and there's other factors at play in addition to just greatness on the hardwood. But I'm curious your thoughts because, I mean, so I was born in 97, LeBron drafted in 2003. How quickly did it become apparent that he's going to be one of the greatest players ever? Because... I think I'm trying to look at, you know, the 25 and unders right now, which of those players have the chance to be one of the greatest ever as an important factor for who's going to take the baton to become the face of the NBA. You have to be absolutely great. Kobe was that guy, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, a, a guy initially come to mind, Jason Tatum. He's still 25, 25 or 26. He is great and has a great chance of winning a championship. You know, assume that the team stays healthy. Um, he has a chance, but no one is a clear winner for the question, who's going to take the baton? I, I, that's my opinion. I, it's very unclear to me. It gives me a little concern. There's a lot okay. of great guys. But I don't think there's a clear LeBron or a clear Kobe or a clear Shaq. Um, Victor, it's still too early to know, but yeah. Okay, so to me, it's not too early to know. And that's the answer. It's Victor Wembenyama. This guy is must-watch. He is unique. He is great on both sides of the floor. He's still very raw, very young, and so it might take a little bit of time for him. But he's the guy. He's going to be the face of the NBA if he's healthy. And, and I still, listen, this is my Duke love shining through, but Zion has a chance. No chance. Zion, if healthy, Zero. he has a chance as well to be the, one of the, the key, time has passed. Oh. The key faces of this league. Don't give up on him just yet. No. He's been playing better this year. Again, it's, it's the health issue there. Um, but the way he plays, the way he's captivating, I, I think that, that he can be in this conversation. I do. So, Victor, I agree with you. 
has a very strong chance. My only pause is he's European. And I'm not anti-European, but have we seen a true face of the NBA from Europe? Now, the European influx of talent, I don't know exactly what year that started, but you know, when Dirk came in in the late 90s, European talent was still young. Obviously, players had come and gone. You know, Tony Kukoc, Dirk says he he was one of his heroes. But, I mean, now and now Europeans have continued to grow in numbers, but would, he would be the first non-American, which would be mm-hmm. a big deal. But... I'm not I'm not totally sold on him, but I think he has the mentality, obviously the skills. It just becomes down to marketability. And the the sports world is doing their best to market him as much as possible. But it takes a special type of player off the court to handle that as well. LeBron yep. has handled it unbelievably. And Kobe Steph did. Curry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Steph Curry, absolutely. Kevin Durant, I don't really know. But Again, it's a lot of off the court stuff as well to be that kind of guy. That that that's right. So what uh, I was looking up just kind of all right, who are the who's leading in scoring this year and that kind of thing. 14 players in the NBA average 25 or more points, which to me seems like a lot of guys. 14, 25 or more. So that means we we've Gosh. got a pool of of some really good, you know, scoring scores. Um yep. 46 players average 20 or more. To me, as an NBA, that seems like a lot. I, I, I'm not. I don't know what to compare it. All I did was look at this year, but just off the bat, I go, "Wow, 46 guys." So to me, the league is in in good hands. I would say it's deeper versus top heavy, and so we've over the years maybe been a little bit top heavy, where there's big time superstars, and then kind of the next tier, man, maybe not as good. Whereas the talent is so spread out across the NBA, the fact that a team like Minnesota, Oklahoma City. Those guys are, you know, top of the, the Western Conference, Denver, um, you know, franchises that are uh, not always, it's not the Bulls or the Knicks or the Lakers or the Celtics or whatever. Of course, the Celtics are still good and the Knicks are getting better. They're rising. Um, mm-hmm. So all of that, though, the spread out, the talent, it's, it's, it's great. But, but for today's conversation, you know, what we're, the, the first glance of this is, okay, if you look back at the history of the NBA, when they've experienced, you know, tremendous growth, they've had faces of the NBA, um, you know, uh, the Magic and Bird era, of course, the Jordan era. Um, and yep. then you had some guys like not everybody liked the Allen Iverson era. Kobe sort of took that over after Iverson, but there was a, a short period of time where it's like, wait, do we like Allen Iverson as the face of the NBA? Um, he grew he, the game, though. Iverson, he, he he created so many basketball fans. Absolutely. And and same with Tim Duncan. Not everybody liked when Tim Duncan was sort of the face because he was the big fundamental, not the big personality. Yeah. Um, even though he was a, in a hilarious commercial with David Robinson about the gnomes. Love that commercial. But anyway, Tim Duncan kind of got away from the commercials and stuff. So anyway, so there's always been these guys. And then, um, you know, there was one of the conversations during the All-Star weekend. It's like, okay, who is going to be the guy? Who's going to be this, this ambassador and you represent the league and, and you help grow it, expand it, um, take it to all parts of the world. So, so you know, does Giannis take on an even bigger role? He's kind of one of the faces now, but does he take a bigger role? Luca getting into the mix, your boy from, from the Mavs. Um, yep. You mentioned Jason Tatum and then uh, Shea with the, uh, with the Thunder, uh, Gilgis yep. Alexander. Yeah. Can, can I, he get there? 
I'm thinking it's going to be by committee. I, I, I will say, I think the NBA is in a tremendous spot right now because of the parity. We yep. enter into the past few seasons, including this season, no clue who's going to win the NBA championship. Now, there are some teams that are better than others. Boston looks great. Uh, a healthy Denver, fantastic. Um, and, and there's definitely, you know, great teams and, and good teams. But there's a good handful of teams that have a great argument for why they can win it all this year. And each team has their own star player. I even think of a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. He could yeah. be a face. Very outgoing, very well-spoken. Um, he's enjoying the spotlight. Seems like a really great guy. And the Pacers are fun. He's, he's, he's a guy that definitely comes to mind. So I grew up in the 90s. And of course, Jordan was the face of the NBA. But I still think back to Patrick Ewing being the face of the Knicks. And Larry Johnson, face of the Hornets. Muggsy was kind yeah. of the face of the Hornets. Um, you, know, you go across the league and Barkley and Phoenix and uh, you know all these different guys. It, it, was, it was a fun time. And so, yes, you've got your league ambassadors. Then you've got your local ambassadors. So Halliburton taking over in India is a big deal. And you know Anthony Edwards in Minnesota, can he become even bigger for the league? Or is he you know, kind of the face of the Timberwolves? I think he's more um, local. You think he's more local? I don't think Carl Anthony local. Towns will be that guy. But no. he's, in the, he's he's uh, a second tier guy. Yeah. But 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 here's just and, and now we'll kind of transition this to our own lives as as well. The the reality is that every NBA player is an ambassador. They represent their teams, but more importantly, they represent the league. They represent the NBA because we know the flip side, the negative side of this. When these guys get in trouble and they do stupid stuff and they they represent the league poorly, people draw draw conclusions and they're like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, another NBA player. Ah, I hate the NBA. Another NBA player got in trouble or whatever. You know, whatever. People yep. draw these conclusions. They lump one player in with all the other players. Yeah. And and so they all carry a responsibility when they put on that NBA jersey. They are a representative of the league. And so that's why the NBA came down hard on John Morant because right. they the NBA doesn't want one of their stars not representing the NBA well. So they came through with a punishment that was significant. Absolutely. Um and and so you know these these guys have to understand that the way they play, the way they carry themselves and and embracing the the, the willingness and the opportunity and the responsibility that comes from uh, this ambassador role and, and demonstrating what the NBA is truly about and shining a positive light on the league. And, and they can't just be concerned with themselves, but they have to be willing to honor the game and honor, you know, the players that came before them and, and, and set up the league for them as well. Um, and so are they going to bring attention and awareness to what makes the NBA great? Or are they going to be a distraction and, and, and sort of cause people to go, oh, wait, do I really like the NBA? Do I want to watch the NBA? Am I interested in the NBA? Or will there be players that continue the, the tradition and represent so well and they, they draw people in with the way they play, the way they carry themselves? It's like, man, mm -hmm. that guy's awesome. I want to know more about the NBA. I want to, I want to tune in more. I want to see what he's all about. And so yep. that, that's what's, what's possible here. Um, no, that's a great point because at the end of the day, it's about the game. And 
one reason why I love Adam Silver, and he's arguably the best commissioner in sports, he was on JJ Reddick's podcast, and he could not stop talking about how everything he does is all about the game. When he became commissioner, what fluff do we need to remove that's not about the game of basketball? Because ultimately, that's why we're here as players and as fans. But not every team has a star or a really good player that is all about the game. I'm sure we all have some players that come to mind, either on our favorite team or on a team that we know about, where some of their best players and one of their best players, he's not all about the game. He's about what comes with the game, either the money or the fame. And that really gets in the way of growing the, the game of basketball, certainly in, in team success. Um, and, and the best ambassadors, though they do plenty off the court, um, and they have their own personal lives as well. The best ambassadors of the NBA have ultimately been about loving the game of basketball. Like, that's what sticks out about Kobe. Yeah. He, more than almost anyone, <laughs> loved the game of basketball. And we have heard countless stories about that. that that's right. And so it's, it's about lifting up the game of basketball, lifting up the, the NBA, it's not even so much about how great these players are as much as it is about how great the NBA is and, and mm -hmm. can be and, and, and all that. And, and so these players, though, they're the ones who the fans see. And so they're making the, you know, a connection and a, they're identifying players and, and an association with the NBA and, and that kind of thing. And so that's why the role is so important for these guys to embrace. And so in our own lives. If we claim to be followers of Jesus and we're saying, yes, I want to follow Jesus, we are ambassadors of Christ. And so do we understand what that means? And, and are we representing Jesus in the way that we're called to? And, and so there, there's so many kind of parallels and, and similarities to, uh, to kind of how this plays out. But let, let's dive into uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Paul writes, so we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making his appeal through us. We, as Christ's representatives, plead with you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. And so we're the ones that people see and hear. And so are we shining a light? Are we carrying on the tradition of the gospel and continuing the mission of Jesus and, and being his hands and feet? to the world because that's, you know, we're interacting with people. And so are, are, are we showing them how great God is and pointing them to him or are we a distraction or are we mis misleading people or confusing people or no, are we, man, no, God is great. Look how great God is. And, and, and it's about him. It's not about us, but, but it's about us representing him and, and honoring him and, and building him up and, and furthering uh, his, his plan and purposes in, in our lives and, and ultimately in his perfect plan for the world. Um, and so do we ever think about that? Do we think about how we're representing him in the way we live and the way we love, right? Because the way we love people is, is our best, best way of, of demonstrating uh, who he is in our life and how he's changed our heart. If we have a heart, if we have a heart of love, people take notice and, mm -hmm. and, and Christ will shine through us as we continue to seek him and trust in him and rely on him. And people will go, wait, what's this guy all about? 
man, what? I want to know more. I want to, I got to tune in a little bit, right? <laughs> so to speak. It's like, you know, oh, who's this? Who's this Anthony Edwards? Who's this uh, Victor Wembenyama? I got to go check this out. And so when we represent Christ and who he really is, people go, wow, yeah, I want to know more. I want to know more about Jesus. Um, yep. And so it is a big responsibility. And ultimately it's about him. And, you know, we're not going to be perfect, but, but we, we at least demonstrate and represent a, a real life change and, and the transformation and God's power in our life and God's love and his light shining through us. We can, we can live that out as ambassadors. Absolutely. And this is part of the Christian identity. I think it's important to understand that being an ambassador for Christ is not just something overseas missionaries do. Mm. No, this is part of the Christian identity in your workplace Monday through Friday or whatever days you work. In your home as a parent, as a child, uh, as a grandparent, in your familiar relationships, just think of the rich context of and the meaning of ambassador. Mm. You are delivering a message from a nation or from a king. And that's what we're doing. And I, I must quote in my last episode from Desiring God article, but one Desiring God article talks about, as ambassadors of Christ, we are the mouthpiece to deliver God's excellencies to people around us. Mm. It's with our actions and it's with our words. And it's wherever we find ourselves of influence. Who around us can we influence? The two places to start is in our home, with our family, and it's in our workplace. It's not, you know, who can our I be ambassador to? In our neighbor. It, it, it starts simple. You're around people every day. Are you yeah. an ambassador with your words and actions to them? Because in God's sovereignty, he is using us. He doesn't need us at all. But in his, in his perfect wisdom and will, he has decided to use Christians to be ambassadors for him and his kingdom, his glory. And it's for anyone who claims to be a follower of Jesus. This is part of your identity as a Christian. Amen. And, and let's hit that home again. God doesn't need us, right? God is great and powerful on his own, but we get to participate with him. And he invites us to, to be a part of the, the work he's doing. And, and so we, we are, we're the body of Christ as individuals. We're, we're, we're hands and feet. We're, we're working together to, uh, to love people and serve people and represent God and represent his love. And, and so, you know, we, we, we're talking about NBA spokesmen, you know, the, the people that, that communicate about the league and what it, what it's all about, by the way they play, by the way they talk in press conferences and interviews and what they do in the off season, all that kind of thing. And, and for us, God truly does speak through us when, when we're open and willing. And so we are a spokesman. It's him, it, but we're relying on him. And so it's not all about us. It's about him. And so we have to continue to go back to that. But he does speak through us and he gives us the words to say um, when we're, when we're rely, relying on him again. Um, and so let me read this in Matthew 5, 15 and 16. It tells us, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. And so people, again, they notice us. 
they notice, and then ultimately, then we say, no, this is God. This is God. This is God working through me. This is God speaking through me. This is God empowering me to do good things, to, to, to represent, to honor. Um, and so do people see Jesus in us? Do they see a light in us? Um, and do we demonstrate what it means to follow Jesus? Do we demonstrate that, that out? Like Jesus calls us to, to, to follow him and, and live a certain way. Are, are we serious about that? Or is it, well, do this and that, okay, uh, no, we, we yeah. want to be great, strong, you know, great ambassadors with our strength coming from the Lord and mm -hmm. empowered by him. And so uh, let me share this verse as well, and then you jump in. Um, this is in Acts 1.8, uh, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. And in and, and that, and that time, it was in Jerusalem, through Judea and Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. And so wherever we are, that's, that's where we're his witness, too. That's another word to throw in the mix. Um, these people saw who, who Jesus was speaking to. They saw his disciples. They saw him. They were eyewitnesses mm -hmm. and, and were there with him. Um, but we're witnesses, too, of what he's done in our lives. We've mm -hmm. seen him showing up. I see him show up all the time. I, the, 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 the amazing ways he's worked in me and through me and, and in the lives of those around me, I, I see it. And so I'm a witness to the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the kindness, the compassion, the goodness, the faithfulness. And so I want to be a spokesman. I want to be an ambassador. And I want to tell other people about how he's changed my life so that they can experience it too. And, and so it's, you know, come and see. Come and see how good the Lord is. Um, mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, it, it's with our words. We proclaim the, the gospel, the good news. Uh, I'm not in the camp where evangelism is like, oh, it's just how you act. You know, preach the gospel with your actions. We want to live in a way that's different because ultimately, we're not just difference for different sake, but because God's trans God has transformed us. But we need to proclaim the gospel with our mouths. So proclaiming is important, but also our actions are really important. The reality is that as we as followers of Jesus are spread throughout all the world, as the church is throughout all of the world, we often are an initial touch point to the kingdom of heaven from for non-believers. Would it be by God's grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that would be a positive experience for people? We won't be perfect. And God isn't limited by how well we can follow Jesus. But the reality of, of the situation and God's wisdom and his sovereignty is Non-believers, people who are searching or not searching, are engaging with us as followers of Jesus, and we can be that initial touch point to the glory of God, to the kingdom of heaven. Would we guide them towards truth? Would our actions be of holiness and of faithfulness to Jesus? Would we steer them towards God's word, towards relationship with Jesus? As ambassadors, that's our responsibility. To, we're not just living our own lives focused about ourselves. Ultimately, as ambassadors, just like we talked about NBA players, the best ambassadors for the NBA for the NBA uplift the game. Ambassadors for Christ, we are about uplifting the glory of God. It's never about our own glory, but it's about uplifting the glory of God so that we continue to continue to have more impact throughout the whole world for the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Amen. Absolutely. So we got to ask ourselves, yeah, what, what kind of ambassador am I? How am I, how am I representing God, God in the way I live my life? And we have to realize that, that people, 
they do connect with us first, oftentimes. And, and they're drawn to us first. And if they see something different and they want to know more, then ultimately we want them to connect with God. We want them to know God. And mm-hmm. so, but we want to be, you know, uh, attractive in that, in that sense to where we're drawing people in. I think we did a topic on this when we were talking about Deion Sanders and his, uh, his role at Colorado in mm-hmm. September, October, when they, everybody wanted to be a part of Dion. Um, yep. <laughs> and so it kind of a similar, you know, concept today, um, that reminds me of that too is yeah people want to be around us because we've got the love of Christ and and we're shining a light and people know oh man your marriage seems different the way you parent your kids man how, like why and, and how and well it's because I'm relying on the Lord for his strength and his guidance and mm-hmm. yeah I mean I, I we continue to experience grace in, in our marriage and love in our marriage but it's because our foundation is in Christ and yep. and so Again, people are are intrigued by that. And so the same with NBA fans, they're brought in from these faces of the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. The people that you see, it's like, oh, I'm I'm kind of drawn to, I'm drawn to Zion. And so I'm more of an NBA fan when Zion's playing. And yep. and and so that that's the reality too. It's like, wait, I'm I'm a little more intrigued with okay, who is Jesus? Who's Jesus? Okay, I, what 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 are you about? What are you so we have to realize that pe- people are watching us. They, they really are. And we have an opportunity. And sure, there's a level of uh, pressure to that. But we, we rest, again, back to this verse. We, we've got the power of the Holy Spirit with us. So that's how we do this. That's how we live it out. We don't do it in our own strength. We're not living this out in our own strength. It's Christ shining through us. Um, well, we just have Absolutely. To yeah, we want people to see our transformed lives. individually and in the church and you know healthy churches by god's grace are my pastor says this all the time a a foretaste of heaven in a healthy church where the holy spirit is vibrant and people are submitted to the holy spirit and to the authority of god's word there is a unity among different people from different parts of the world there's fellowship there's forgiveness there's repentance there's confession there's honor there's a pushback against shaming people. There's selflessness. And when people engage in that for the first time, it is completely counter countercultural. It's completely against the wisdom of the world. Wait, you and you are in the same church? You and you and him have unity, but you're from different parts of the world. But you have these different experiences. No, but we've both been transformed by Christ. We both have the Holy Spirit. We're in the kingdom of God. We have both have been saved through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And our lives, through our words and actions, bring people into that. Just like you're saying, we, we, we want these local ambassadors in the NBA and league ambassadors to bring people in to enjoy the game of basketball. I want Luca to be the player to continue to bring more fans to the Mavericks, to enjoy good basketball. That's what Dirk did. Dirk was a phenomenal ambassador not just for the Mavericks, but for the NBA, for NBA Europe, for NBA in America. He brought people in to just love the game because he was about the game. Dirk was a very selfless franchise player and a good example of he introduced people to basketball for the first time in many cases. Do we want to be those kind of ambassadors for Christ where we introduce them to the glory of God Mm. and to the fellowship of believers in a church? 
And yeah, like the word you, you used, enjoy to enjoy God. If, hey, come enjoy yeah. the NBA. Come enjoy the NBA. You're inviting people into it, um, but more importantly, inviting people to come come enjoy come enjoy God. Last thing, just to hit this home again. Oftentimes, we think it's all about. And we talked about the faces of the NBA today. Sometimes we'll think, oh, you know, the pastors are the the face of the church and and all that kind of thing. You know what? People show up to church. They just want to connect with someone mm-hmm. that, that, that they like, that they can yep. connect with and get along with and have a conversation with. All of us are ambassadors. If we're followers mm-hmm. of Jesus, all of us are ambassadors. And so we got to stop relying on, you know, whoever we think is more prominent or, or whatever. Yes, they've got their role. They got the responsibility. God calls them to, you know, certain levels of influence and all that kind of thing. Um, but all of us are ambassadors. So yep. that's that's the that's the role that we have to be willing to embrace because just like that NBA family, the NBA alumni, all those guys, you know, they show up and they're part of All Star Weekend. And yeah, I was an NBA player. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, all that all that goes on. For us, we're part of God's family, so we represent Him. We represent yep. His family and represent Him and His family uh, in all that in all that we do and how we live and interact. So, yeah, that, that's a great point. Just to re- hit home again, what you just said. Some listening today may think, to your point, that's the pastor's job. That's that's the church staff member's job to be ambassador. No, the, the priesthood of the believer, which is very clear in Scripture, if you are in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. I have the same Holy Spirit that my pastor has. Now, we have different responsibilities, certainly within the church. He is a shepherd in our church. But... He is an under-shepherd over the true shepherd, which is Jesus. The church you are in, wherever you're listening, your church, the true pastor of that church is Jesus Christ. Now, there are pastors on staff that are under-shepherds under him that are leading God's people, but we have the same Holy Spirit as our pastors. We are all called to be ambassadors of Christ. Mm. So, Because your pastor can't go to work for you. He can't interact with your coworkers the way you can. Your pastor is not living in your house with you. Unless you're his wife, but or his kids, but your pastor can't reach the people that you can every day of the week. He can he can preach to people on a Sunday morning, and certainly he's he's, he's probably doing many things throughout the week. But your influence that you have in your environments are tailored by God for you to influence them with the truth of the gospel, and for you to be an ambassador. And you can do it because you have the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So don't think, oh, I can't do it. I'm not good enough and all that. Don't don't buy those lies, but be encouraged to take the steps toward growth and maturity and mm-hmm. asking God to continue to, to change you and transform you and surrender more and trust more. And so we all have to do that because none of us are perfect ambassadors, but let's take, take it seriously too and understand the responsibility because people, people are, are curious and watching and, and all that. So let's, uh, yeah, let's be let's be great ambassadors for the Lord, um, and lift Him up. It's all about Him. It's not about how great we are. It's about how great He is. So let's keep. That's the message. That's the message. All right, Luke, man, this is this is the the the, the end for now. The end for now. Way to go. Uh, where where's my clapping? Uh, I don't have. I can't. Well, I got laughs. I got <laughs> Laughter. Laughs. Oh, I got <laughs> I Thought I had my clap. There we go. There it is. There Thank it you. is. Thank you. Give it up for Luke, his final show officially here on the Unpacking the Podcast. So great job. We'll miss you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for everything. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening today and for all your loyal support. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Ambassadors for Christ. Follow Jesus. Love Jesus. And we do it together. And so uh, have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.